<laughs> Welcome to Mean Keaton, episode four. Hitting we're our stride. Hitting our stride. We're actually on the road today. It's true. We're kicked out of our... Not kicked out. No. Just we couldn't use our normal recording studio yeah. in uh, Manhattan. So uh, our good friend Dalton is recording for us today. And in Hip Bushwick. <laughs> yes. Brooklyn. Hip, Hip Bushwick, Brooklyn. Uh, his dog Jasper is also here. We'll see if he has any Keaton thoughts. He's mostly uh, later period Keaton. So I don't know if today's film is going to fit in with that, <laughs> which is 1996 comedy Multiplicity. I'd say this is definite mid-period Keaton. Yeah. yeah. If we say early Keaton is like <laughs> 1980, probably to Batman. Batman mm-hmm. is the apex of early Keaton. Early apex, yeah. No, it's the apex. It's the, yeah, okay. It's the, apex. the apex of early Keaton. Mm-hmm. Then... 96 actually by 96 we might even be on i hate to say it down the, the, the start of the descent yeah of mid-period yeah. keaton uh and maybe the, i don't know how you feel about this movie yet but maybe this is what helped start that probably uh so multiplicity in 1996 comedy directed by harold ramus yeah um starring pedigree started starring michael keaton and andy mcdowell I love Anna McDowell. Are you being serious? I think she's very attractive. I can't. Terrible actress. Yeah, okay, all right. Terrible okay. actress. All right. As long as we're going to get on the Terrible same page with actress. that. Um, yeah. Uh, and always, always uh, never changes her voice. Always has her southern no. drawl in every single movie she's yeah. in. Which... For an actress, <laughs> can't really act. Yeah, good Andy point. McDowell. Right. But in lots of lots of movies. So, um do you want to talk a little bit about the okay. plot of multiplicity? Yeah. Luke, I should say, has the computer in front of him. So he's probably oh, yeah. gonna have to interject with the plot points. Okay. But I'll give the I'll, overview. I want to make sure David actually watched it. The overview. So Keaton, uh in sort of his normal guy guys, is a contractor yeah. who in LA who the film starts, he's married to Annie McDowell. Obviously, she plays his wife. He's got kids. Um, and the film starts, and he's completely overwhelmed by work. He shows up to a construction site in Eugene Levy. They don't say, but basically playing like a greaseball Italian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, is the foreman, and they've you know started um, paving the wrong driveway. And then um, Keaton goes back to work, back to the office to talk about the problem. And his boss... Played by uh, John Delancey from Star Trek, who played Q on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh yeah! Wow, yeah. I didn't I put used that to love together. The Q episodes on Star Trek. <laughs> Those yeah, were always they really, really weird. Teased the hell out of Picard. <laughs> um, but anyway, Q has uh, not Q. John Delancey, his boss, has this line where he's like, "You know, we got a saying around here: uh, if you can't come in on Saturday, don't bother coming into work on Sunday." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the real go-getter. Yeah, just to imply that you know the work is overwhelming. Um, but then there's an in- just sort of an increasing series of events that Keaton can't keep up with. You know, he misses mm-hmm. his kids' um, school activities. His wife complains that he's not around enough. And then Luke, fill me in on this. I can't quite remember how he ends up at basically this science think tank yeah. where uh, he's talking to a doctor, and the doctor, the scientist sort of blithely suggest to him, (laughs) like, hey, we could clone you. Yeah. 
No, uh, seemingly no testing goes on, no medical assurances. No, he just, Conan he's kind of like, you seem overwhelmed. And then he... Oh, bro- and then his second... Then, his, like, then yeah. his, his, the scientist clone comes in. Yeah. He's like, and Keith doesn't even really think about it too hard. He's <laughs> like, that would make my life a lot easier. Might as well, might as so, well just do this. So he agrees to getting a clone who... Uh, and to tell the clones apart, they the doctor, the scientist tattoos... The clone number behind the clone's ear. So Keaton is one. The new clone has two tattooed behind his ear, mm-hmm. and the clone turns out to. Uh, so the clones aren't perfect clones. They sort of have their own personalities. And the first clone, he's like Keaton's character, turned into an alpha male. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the the beer drinking, rib eating <laughs> alpha male. Yeah, he chases the ladies. <laughs> Absolutely. Comes home and lives in the uh, garage. The garage. Or like above the garage. House, the guest yeah. house. Um, so obviously then there's uh, hijinks ensue where Keaton has to um, hide the fact he has a clone from his wife. Uh, but then in one of the movie's few poignant moments, I think, then clone number two is like, you just made me to do all your crap. Like, yeah. I want a life too. Yeah. And then... then that clone gets his own clone yeah. <laughs> who just like steps in from another room. They never show you him like. Yeah, you don't show him going to, to the, the scientist and being like, I want another one. Or you think you would think the scientist might be, might have some reservations about cloning clones. Yeah. No, not a lot I guess o- not. Not a lot of oversight. Which also, the scientist, no, that guy was. Yeah, he was the familiar, judge from uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Mm. Probably he must have known Ramus. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of Ramus connections there. Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell. Yeah, from Ground, uh, um, Groundhog Day. But then, so the third clone, and they never say this, but the third clone obviously is supposed to register as gay. Yeah. He's, he's like, like in a effeminate. feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of dresses very differently. Like I think it's he has his shirt tucked in. His shirt tucked and it's in, not all flaming. the way buttoned up. Yeah. Sort of has pursed lips all the time. It's yeah. actually kind of a weird choice that mm-hmm. they just... Probably politically incorrect now to have a character sure. like that and not just say, like, this guy is gay. Mm. Or they wouldn't play him so, like, flamingly gay. Yeah, which is right. a weird... No, yeah, it was weird. And I actually, uh, before I continue with the plot synopsis, <laughs> I was reading interviews with Keaton uh, from around the time of Multiplicity. Mm-hmm. And there's one where he talks about asking the screenwriter and the director whether or not clone number three was gay. Oh. Because he was like, I just need to know for my performance mm-hmm. if the clone is gay. Yeah. And the, they wouldn't tell him. And they said, like, you just have to play it the way you're going to play it. Read the script, you dick. <laughs> like, you're an actor. Come on. It's called interpretation <laughs> yeah. between the lines. Um, so this clone, sort of clone number three, who we'll just call the gay clone, I guess, mm-hmm. Uh, sort of handles the domestic duties. Yeah. Because clone number two is out doing man stuff. He's he's working the job. He's working, working the job. And then going home and eating a rack of ribs <laughs> <laughs> and trying to get laid. And then, so then clone number three sort of does the cooking, the household chores. There's, I think as far as this movie has famous scenes, there's a scene where clone number three is teaching or sort of lecturing Andy McDowell who thinks yeah. the clone is his her husband mm-hmm. about how to put away leftovers. It's like tuck, tuck, fold with aluminum foil, which I've heard anecdotally people reference TTF, tuck, tuck, fold. Uh, but anyway, of course this clone knows how to do that. Knows how to do that. Gets overwhelmed and get, they get another clone. Yeah. Clone who four. 
in sort of another off color. Yeah, definitely have this in my notes, what you're going to say. So go ahead. So this clone is clearly supposed to be retarded. Yeah. And they never say, but I'm not going to do, I'm not going to imitate this clone's voice. But the clone, and they, they explain why the clone is bad. They're like, oh, if you make a photocopy of a copy, it's not as sharp. So that's right. what this clone is like. But then this clone is like, I like pizza. Yeah. Which, Which I really, that really registered with me. Because you like pizza? Yeah, I really Who doesn't do. like pizza? <laughs> and that's the end of the cloning. Yeah. Um, but then from there, there's just sort of moves into more sitcom-y territory where there's a lot of like, oh, they have to make sure that nobody else figures out which clone is which. Or there's actually a vaguely disturbing part where Andy McDowell starts sleeping with all the clones. Actually sleep, yeah. Like having intercourse. <laughs> right. And she's like, oh, you're ready for more? And it's because it's Wait, a yeah, different guy who's what sleeping was, with his this wife. rated? Hold on. I think it was PG. Which actually, if you think about it, it's kind of terrifying that the original, that Michael Douglas's character, Keaton. not Michael, Michael Keaton, his name's Doug, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. is letting other clones sleep with his wife. Like that's... Well, he's not, that was that's he his, knows that's his big thing. He has that big scene where he freaks out oh, on two yeah, and yeah. three about like the one rule is no sex <laughs> with my wife. Yeah, which is really their wife um, if you think about it. It's true. You know, the movie has all sorts of philosophical dimensions, <laughs> that we'll, which we'll you get into. could have explored, but this thing doesn't like get into anything that could really be interesting. Yeah. Like you said, sitcom and that's really what it is. Yeah, it sort of stays very but then surface it's not, level. But not, a lot of that stuff isn't terribly funny. Not terribly funny, but I would say four movies in, this is probably the most watchable of the four Oh, yeah, teams. sure. I wasn't quite as bored. I was remembering a lot of it, too. Did like you see I, it at the time? Uh, maybe not at the time, but I definitely remember that being like a thing that was rented or like yeah. on TV when I was younger or something, or like seeing it at a friend's house or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't. But you're right. I'd probably if I had to pick one of the first four Keaton movies we've done so far, and I had to watch again, yeah, <laughs> it would yeah. probably be. be I remember this. this movie actually being a uh, fairly prominent summer movie at the time mm. that it came out. I think it tanked pretty hard. Yeah, no, it didn't make any money. And actually, when you know, if we're talking about the beginning of the decline of Keaton, yeah. I think this one is probably the catalyst for that. Because if it had done well and he you know is playing four different characters, mm-hmm. um, you could imagine he would have gotten sort of a shot in the arm. Or a career boost at that point. Right. But the movie tanked. Actually, surprisingly, too, the Rotten Tomatoes rating for this film, I think really is low. Really low. Uh, like 40% 40, or something. 44%. Which yeah. I think is lower than other piece of shit movies we watched, like <laughs> Pacific Heights or something, yeah, right. which doesn't quite make a lot of sense no. to me because I thought the movie was basically entertaining. Well, right. As you're saying, like, could have given the shot, shot in arm, like, doing a movie like this? Yeah. Like, if I think, if it would have done really well, do you think he could have become, like, Almost like an Adam Sandler bankable, like family oh, kind of star? movie like that. Yeah, maybe. You know? Maybe. It almost feels to me like. But I don't think he would have wanted to be that. Like knowing what you know about him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it feels to me almost like the kind of role that you could imagine a younger Tom Hanks having played. Yeah. Like after, like after Big, after Splash. After Joe versus the Volcano. Which is an underrated film, by the way. I don't know if I've ever seen yeah, it. Yeah, pretty good. Is it, yeah. Meg, um, Meg Ryan? Meg no. Ryan. Yeah. Who also, now that I think about it, plays multiple parts in that movie. Well, I can't. She might even be doing like a proto-multiplicity. 
Everything's connected. <laughs> Everything's connected. Um, but just to finish up the plot synopsis. Yeah. So there's all the, you know, the hydrants, the clones, like hiding it from the wife. When and hiding yeah, from the four kid. clones. How do you keep that straight? They all look the same. And the, by the way, they explain to other people, they just say that they're twin, they're triplets or quadruples yeah. or that they're like brothers. Two and three have women over at one point. Yeah. They have a little party. Yeah. Three doesn't like the women because, no, you know. He's not having a good time. Um, but then, so at the end, of course, every, stuff gets revealed and Keaton decides that like he is able to affect the work-life balance he's looking for. Mm-hmm. And I was I couldn't remember. I was wondering how they were going to dispose of the other twins. Oh, like, yeah, I was thinking God. maybe it would get dark and he'd like <laughs> just kills them. Just kill them, <laughs> throw them in the lake or whatever. Uh, but then they decide to open a pizza restaurant in Miami. And they just, <laughs> which is sort of a random plot choice. Well, no, yeah, that's so the movie ends yeah. with the three uh, brothers. Three, three doing a voiceover, like as Keaton's reading a letter from him, and it's showing them down there. And he's like, Two's doing great. He's meeting a lot of people, and it's him, like, creeping on some ladies yeah. that are at the pizza place. Yeah. He's like, Three's, you know, making these really fancy pizzas. And he's right. Like, Four, he's got two jobs. He delivers papers in the morning and pizzas after that. And then it shows him like throwing his pizzas like they're papers because he's stupid. And that's how the movie ends. And that's, that's how it, that yeah, no, last, that's exactly the last scene in the film. <laughs> that's like, because right at the end of the movie, well, there's a lot of uh, odd musical cues in here too. Yeah. There was one point where I was like, it was almost like Benny Hill music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. th- but it wasn't like sl- really slapstick. Well, also, you would think by 96, the music would have been updated more than it has in the film. Because it does feel like... You ever see Tootsie? Yeah. So Tootsie. Tootsie's uh, soundtrack is absolutely terrible. Uh-huh. It's horrible 80s synth music. Mm-hmm. And the score to Multiplicity <laughs> reminded me of that, too. It's like it's 1996. You could have a pop song yeah, right. on the soundtrack. But instead, it's like like basically Seinfeld music yeah, yeah, playing yeah. during the cues. Maybe that maybe that was uh, Ramus's subtle nod to Tootsie. It's true. Did, did Ramus have something to do with Tootsie? I don't think so. He's just a big fan. Yeah, it's a classic comedy. Well, I was thinking about it. This came like, I think this came after Groundhog Day for him. Three years after, yeah. Three, so it, it's almost, it's kind of like a weird premise like that, too. And he tells that. But just watching this thinking like, yeah, high concept like that. <laughs> like, Groundhog Day is almost like Per, almost like yeah. a perfect comedy. Yeah. It's like, man, you should have like got the same screenwriter or something, buddy. Yeah. Not that this movie is terrible. Like, I don't know. It's no. not terrible. And we should say, which we were saying this was the best of the uh, four Keaton films we've watched so far. Um, but I think in each instance, we've said that Keaton's performance was probably the best thing mm-hmm. in the films, even when they were poor. And Keaton is very good in this. Yeah. He, definitely. He, the four characters even if they're sort of cartoonish, they do have distinct personalities right. that he makes basically believable. Yeah. And even just as the normal version of him, the Doug, he actually, I kind of forgot, has a, a very appealing down-to-earth quality that mm-hmm. we haven't really seen in the films so far. Because yeah, Mr. More, Mom was kind right. of like a, I don't know, just sort of a limp movie that had no mm-hmm. real setting. And uh, Pacific Heights, he was a psycho, so that doesn't right. count. Um Clean and sober, he was a drug addict. Right. So that's like, you can't really be down to earth. But in this, in this one, when he's playing Doug, he's basically comes across like a normal yeah. Pittsburgh guy. Right. Like he is. <laughs> I've, he's, and uh, there's a scene where he's uh, about to become the coach of his son's football team wearing a Penn State hat. 
he's a he's a Pennsylvania guy. But no, you're right. I did like I did actually believe like he really cared about his family. Like he was doing this all to spend more time with them and like you know like coach some football team and like go to ballet recital and also you know get nine holes in when you can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and the um, I was also thinking that um, the special effects Mm -hmm. were. I mean, you could definitely tell that there was, like, green screen yeah. or whatever was happening in 1996 was mm-hmm. going on. But they weren't distractingly no. bad. Like, if you... I'm trying to think of another example. Like Maybe if you looked super hard. Yeah. At like, you maybe see, like, the outline of the people or something. That's another thing to his acting, you know. He's, like, the scenes where it's three of him or two of him. He's just yeah. by himself and doing yeah. that. There are little things you notice, though, like... Unless they really cloned him. Do you think they did? <laughs> I don't know possible you heard it here first hollywood <laughs> will do anything That's in pursuit of the almighty dollar <laughs> good point they'll play god yeah <laughs> everyone knows that Some they think they are god illuminati uh, <laughs> but it's generally not distracting even when you can tell that there's mm-hmm. the special effects going on yeah um but clearly we've gotten much better at yeah, cloning people sure. since then <laughs> what you were trying to say what um, something else, like you were something else around that time that like remind, or if they did another. Well, like, I was saying Joe versus the volcano that had Meg Ryan playing two parts in the same film, but I don't think her characters were ever uh, on screen at the same time. I feel time. like I was reading something. Um, but I feel like I was reading something where they were talking about compared it to someone. Um, maybe it was. I don't know. We'll figure, yeah. we'll figure it out later. But but there, it is interesting to think, like, a different filmmaker could have, even if it stayed a comedy, could have taken, could have gone down some very different roads with this film. Like, I was thinking, you know, they make the character, there's, like, obviously the one is supposed to be gay and the one yeah. is supposed to be retarded. And you could have actually done some interesting, like, nature versus nurture issues. Yeah, for with sure. This, with this movie. And they also never quite address, like... So the clones just have the same memories as the first one. Like they, they never. The clone doesn't need to be taught like where he lives or well, th- what a car they, is. I think he talks about it in the begin. Well, the, he tells him about clone two has the same memories as him up oh, until dude. the point that gets made. Yeah, and then they start having their own memories. Ah. which I think stuff that's kind of that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, <laughs> go from that, and then it, I guess like. When three, the third clone comes in, he knows who his wife is and stuff. That's true. But the fourth doesn't because he just doesn't know anything. <laughs> Again, he pronounces pizza, pizza. <laughs> right. You know, those two Zs together get tough. It's tough. Lisp, li, li, as I lisp saying lisp. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not easy, man. You know? Who's the current equivalent of Andy McDowell? Oh, good question. Just like really boring that shows up but in a seemingly lot of movies. Gets because Andy McDowell had a pretty good run. Sure, yeah. Groundhog Day. This uh, must have been some other one. Yeah, we'll you? bring her up. Um, Sex, Lies, and Videotape was the big, uh, I mean, yeah, the early one. Huge. Um, they should make a sequel called like <laughs> Sex, Lies, and Blu-rays. <laughs> Sex, Lies, and Laser Discs. Sex, Lies. <laughs> Maybe that's a prequel. Sex, what? Lies, and Vines. Vines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, but look up Andy yeah, McDowell. Yeah, What uh, else? Was? Okay, so she was in Sex Lies and Videotapes, videotapes and Shortcuts. She got oh, she got yeah. to work with Soderbergh and Robert Altman. Like, yeah, what? Did what did people see, see in Andy <laughs> McDowell? They're like, we're not getting. I don't know. Maybe they, her uh, down to earth drawl really yeah. brings them all in. You know, Saint Elmo's Fire. Oh yeah, another <laughs> you know? big one. 
Hudson Hawk. And eh, not such a not such a good one. <laughs> Four weddings and a funeral. People, oh, love, yeah. people love that movie. That's probably her biggest hit. Uh, are you forgetting about the John Travolta classic, Michael? Oh, Michael was kind of good. That was when Travolta was still in the heart of his comeback. Oh, I guess you're right. I remember seeing Michael at the dollar uh, at the dollar theater in Normal that Illinois. Was a, it was in Normal Illinois. Yeah. yeah. He was an angel who smoked and drank. Yeah, that's right. Michael. <laughs> Michael. What else? She's in The Muse, which is uh, Albert Brooks. She's working with like huh. amazing directors. Yeah. yeah. I don't get it. I guess what's we're she not, done? Let's we're not uh, cineast. What's she done recently? Let's check this out. I think she's on She's on some. <clears throat> she was on the episode of 30 Rock. I'm the Leap Day episode, which is a classic 30 Rock episode. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, she's going to be in the new Magic Mike movie. Andy McDowell comeback. <laughs> the McDowell Assance. <laughs> There's not much else. Oh, she was in the Footloose remake. Oh, playing a mom, I guess. I, don't, the, I never saw it. Yeah. I have a uh, one of my oldest friends. Um, he'll know who I'm talking about right now. Crack it open. So, that's, this, is a, beers. This, this is a late, <laughs> late a, night. Not too late. Bushwick. 8.30. Drinking some beers. Doing a pod. Um, one of my oldest friends... His his dad was, you know, obviously his dad is his dad, so has had intercourse <laughs> at one point. But basically, see, you would assume, <laughs> you would assume, and they look the same. So okay, they're not, yeah. there's, I don't think adoptions, right. in the, but you would basically think he's asexual. He's sort of like okay. a like a super buttoned down nerdy guy. Would mm-hmm. never like mention girls or, or women at all, except he he had a huge crush on Andy McDowell. <laughs> Like, Andy McDowell is the most beautiful woman my eyes have ever laid upon. The one, the one person. We, we so just, maybe that's what we're not getting. We just don't get Even it. Though I, I said know. I think she's very attractive, but yeah, she's an attractive woman. She's just not a good actress. Yeah. Also, so who else was in this cast? So I feel like the other Keaton movies we've seen had some good uh, well, back guys. Um, Brian Brian Doyle Murray has a couple funny oh, yeah. uh, pop ups. Yeah. Which I'm sure that's Ramus connection. Yeah, surely. Brian Doyle Murray has one of the greatest voices in film <laughs> yeah, history. Absolutely, I love that guy's voice. <laughs> uh, he's uh, what's he? Op- he operates like this little sailboat. Yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh right, because then and his wife is it his his wife is Julie, Julie Bowen. Bowen. Yeah, yeah. This is another very young. Yeah, you already mentioned Eugene Levy, who's playing like an Italian uh, stereotype. Yeah, also a very small part. Is that one at one point number two fires in like. I think he calls him a grease, like an East Coast grease ball, actually. <laughs> but really, not much else besides like names you're gonna recognize besides Q. Yeah. Uh, what was his? You said John. Oh yeah, John, John Delancey. Delancey. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Wait, but, is he dead? Click on that. I think he might be dead. Oh. No. no? He was in Breaking Bad. Uh, oh, Dalton, producer, <laughs> producer jumping in. Was in Breaking Bad. I don't remember him being in Breaking Bad. James yeah. Dad. Oh right. Yeah, no, he's still around. I gotta say the, I know I'm repeating myself, but the some of the Q episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation were my favorite. Yeah, sort of uh, recurring characters. Like yeah, they had Q's a couple awesome. of those. They had. Uh, well, for those of you who don't know, Q was a <laughs> was an immortal, omnipotent being of some sort, right? Who had the power to change space and time. Mm-hmm. And I forget why he always used to mess with the Enterprise. Yeah, he was just like a But he foil. would just like to come and like, oh, I, well, I'm going to pretend that yeah, you're put, back on Earth in yeah, 1782, like, Picard. Yeah, like recite Shakespeare in the yeah. entire... I think so. he was trying to make some philosophical point about meaningless or 
human desires, but it, I never quite understood it. I was also watching most of those when I was like eight years old too. Yeah. I thought you had a period recently I, where I, you went, you yeah, went back during, uh, my, my, uh, time of freelance living. I did watch almost most of like the first season of yeah. next generation. Yeah, yeah. Very easy to watch. Even yeah. if like you didn't <laughs> my pitch for the next generation, if you don't really like science fiction, I guess it's fun. What was your pitch? That was my pitch, even if you don't like science oh, fiction. Oh, I thought you were saying like you had a story <laughs> idea about Star Trek the next generation. Oh, if you want to get into Star Trek <laughs> fan fiction right now, <laughs> that's the that's a, that's my other pod. Yeah. Not many people get to hear that one. You know, I was looking around at fan fiction recently. I didn't realize that there's... <laughs> Did you look up Keaton fan fiction? No, that's a good question, though. I wonder <laughs> if there is any. Let's, I feel uh, like there's fan fiction for that's a little every homework. famous that's person. That's a little homework for next time. For next time. Yeah, but um, you were looking up some fan but fiction. But I was saying, I didn't realize that there's fan fiction that like, you get on somebody's mailing list. And like, oh, a, like, a, like a newsletter, yeah. they send you fan fiction. Did you know that? Like, if you're, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Like, if you were right now, like, you're super into the Hunger Games right now or something. And you, like, want, I don't know their character's name, uh, PETA, Katniss. Katniss to hook up. (laughs) (laughs) You can finally get that. Yeah. Or, you know, Hunger Games coming out. Did, did you did you sign up for any fan fiction? Uh, email Don't worry blasts? about it. Uh, Hunger Games is coming out in I think two weeks from when we're recording this, and I realized oh. I didn't see. Is this the third one? Yeah. So I haven't seen the first two movies. I watched most of the second one. Haven't read any of the books. No. So my conception of what the Hunger Games is is like it's like kids shoot each other bows and arrows. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I and don't that's know about that. it. But I was somebody was explaining the Hunger Games to me. Hunger, it's Hunger Games, right? Hunger Games, not the Hunger Game. <laughs> games, oh. Hunger Games. Uh, to me, it was maybe a, a year ago or something. Mm-hmm. And I, for some reason, the concept of kids shooting each other with bows and arrows like, yeah. started freaking me out. We we're we we're in a bar. Yeah, it was me, my wife, and a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. His friend was explaining it, and I started feeling really lightheaded. We we're at this bar, <laughs> a pretty. Uh, Pop in Brooklyn Literati Bar called Hot Bird <laughs> mm. for all our uh, non-New York listeners, mm. uh, and I started feeling lightheaded, mm. and I said I had to go to the bathroom, and I just passed out on Whoa. the way to the bathroom. Did you? Like, do you think you had a seizure? Or no, I think I just like felt nauseous because, like, just thinking about yeah, like uh, squeamish about it, grossed me out, and but it lasted like a second, you know, uh-huh. like. And I got up, and I could tell the bartender was looking at me, like he thought I was just wasted. Yeah, but I wasn't gonna be like, oh, by the way, no, no, I'm, I'm fine. I just was uh, being a pussy about this, yeah. ch- this uh, YA novel being explained to me. Yeah. And then I, I went back, you know, and was talking to my wife again, and she's like, "What's wrong?" And I said, "Hi, I faded." And she's like, "Yeah, you looked weird, but I thought you just had to poop." <laughs> No, it was worse than that. She she gets you. She get well. You know, she, she didn't. No, she did. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. You know who else might feel squeamish about uh, that something like that? Who? Clone number three. <laughs> 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 to bring it back. <laughs> yeah. So so you would say overall you you enjoyed multiplicity. Yeah. Like I wasn't like the last few. I wasn't like flipping through it. Flipping through? No, well, not flipping through it. I've watched all of these movies, David. Really, you didn't <laughs> speed up a little bit in multiplicity? Not multiplicity, but the last, 
There's no way you didn't during Clean and Sober. I definitely fell asleep okay, watching same it a couple deal. times same and deal. Like went back. <laughs> yeah. So you weren't conscious of everything that was going on at the point. <laughs> no. Yeah. But I went back and watched it. Yeah. But no, this, like, I could definitely see, I don't know, if you, <clears throat> like, when this was coming out, if you were, like, had big rental. Big rent, Big family rental. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you have, like, a... 10 and 12 year old kid or something <laughs> get you that know? bowl of microwave popcorn 96 yeah <laughs> popping in a blockbuster get a pizza hut yeah pie. yeah watch uh almost two hours of multiplicity yeah so usually right. we take stock i know we've said uh kind of the beginning of the dip for keen's career mm-hmm. what what did he do right before this and what did he so, do right after yeah so this came out in 1996 yeah um, so, uh, that was the bef- first year bef- Kobe Bryant played in the NBA. Well, wow, that makes, I remember that because okay. Keaton was on Leno <laughs> wow. talking about this movie and Kobe was a guest wow. in the same episode. They're like this 18 year old kid. That's a good memory. Yeah. It's, it's not really. <laughs> well, no, I mean, story. I'm saying you have a good memory. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a good memory. Yeah. Uh, so, um, the few years preceding this, he was in... Uh, well, The Paper came out in 1994. Yeah. We'll definitely have an episode about The Paper at some point. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's a movie, actually. Because we're in I, journalism. And and I actually really liked it. I've yeah. watched that before, like in the past yeah, year, me too. probably. Yeah. Um, Speechless came out right... Uh, he didn't do anything in 1995. Speechless, Speechless was 94? Speechless, uh, yeah, with Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Whatever happened to her? Uh, I think she's had a lot of plastic surgery. She was married to. I meant more career wise. Oh, I don't. She hasn't been in. She hasn't really been in anything. Um, Speechless. I've never seen this one, but quite. Yeah, they play political. They play rival political speechwriters. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it either. With uh, Ernie Hudson and Christopher Reeve in this one. Oh man, Christopher Reeve. R.I.P. Wait, right. so what's he, what did he do? That was right before. <laughs> so Speechless, and then it was the paper in My Life before that. Oh, man. My Life is a tearjerker. And, and then uh, he was in Much Ado About Nothing. Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, what are the odds of us watching Much Ado About Nothing? <laughs> <laughs> the Keaton Much Ado About Nothing? Doth thou want to get nuts? Uh, Let us get nuts. Are, are, you, are, yeah. are you familiar with uh, Much Ado About Nothing? Yeah, it's the one. Who, where, do you, who do you think he played? He probably played uh, Don Pedro. <laughs> His character's name was Dogberry. <laughs> That's like right. Tackleberry from <laughs> Police Academy. It's probably a similar yeah. role, I think. <laughs> but so that's what he did before. So yeah. he had the paper, which I think is. I don't know if at the time it's it was a Ron Howard movie. Yeah. Ronnie Howard. Good R-rated Ron Howard movie. When Ron Howard decides to get edgy, <laughs> I think that's his best work. Yeah, I'm with it. He can, he can take his family movies and shove them. Yeah. I don't want to... Backdraft want, is the Ron Howard I want. Yeah, I don't want Opie. No. Yeah, I want... <laughs> I want Ronald Howard. <laughs> All right? <laughs> so, Do you think Ron Howard gives his brother Clint a hard time? Like when no, he just I, gives him acting roles. No, but that's kind of pathetic, isn't it? It's, you never see Clint Howard in a movie that's not a Ron Howard movie. <laughs> what else is he going to do? I don't know, but it's, it's not going to be like the... He's not gonna it's a be... weird family dynamic if <laughs> yeah, your brother is the only one who ever gets you work. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't try. It's true. I guess he could be like, <laughs> you know? a, like a layabout. Yeah. 
He's Leech. like, yeah, he's like the Memphis Bleak to Jay Z of, of uh, him to Ron Howard. Yeah. So it's probably the first and only time anybody's gonna compare the Howard brothers <laughs> to, to Memphis, Memphis Bleak and Jay Z. Yeah, you heard it here I first. I sort of get what you mean. <laughs> so not a ton going on. Ninety-two is Batman Returns, and then that rest of that stuff happened before. Yeah, multiplicity. yeah. So, but what's after? What's right yes. after? Um, inventing the Abbots is ninety-seven. He's in that. Yeah, he's the narrator. Okay, that doesn't count. He's uncredited. Okay, sorry. And then 97, Jackie Brown, which he's awesome. He's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plays his recurring... Uh, but it's a pretty small part. Yeah, he's not in a ton, but he's really good in it. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's his name? Ray Nicolette is yeah, the character. Yeah, name. Ray Nicolette. Yeah. And he's also in Out of Sight, the same thing. He does some good gum chewing in that movie. Yeah. Hey, yeah Very he's authoritative just, gum chewer. He's really, really good in Jackie Brown. And it's the same thing in Out of Sight. Uh, and then, so, Jackie Brown, and then 98 uh-huh. is Desperate Measures. Ugh, yeah, I think that was kind of the... That might have been it. If you're like second lead in an Andy Garcia thriller, <laughs> yes, not, not very, not very promising. Might have, I do. Might I, have needed to switch agents. Yeah, that time. I do always. I always like Andy Garcia, though. Do you really? I do. Really, I like Andy. Garcia. What's the last? I don't believe you. I, I, I believe that you have fond feelings for him. But like, what's the last Andy Garcia movie you've even seen? I feel like I just watched an older one that he Mambo was in. Kings. <laughs> definitely Mambo Kings. That might not he might not no, even be like in that. No, he's definitely not in that. That's like, Antonio Banderas. No, I, I just watched uh I'd watch I've watched Internal Affairs recently cuz it was oh, like yeah. on HBO Go or something. Yeah, yeah. And that movie's pretty good. Oh um, yeah. With Richard Gere. I guess he's got. He's in he's in Black Rain, right? With Michael Keaton. Isn't he in that? No. Yes, he is. Black Rain? Is that the one where Michael Keaton plays a cop who has to go up against the Yakuza? No, that's Internal Affairs. No. No, 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 that's not Internal Affairs. No, no, he's... I know what you're talking Michael Douglas plays a cop who <laughs> yeah. goes up. He has a good mullet You're confusing in it. Michael Douglas and Michael I Keaton again. I wrong. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I do like Annie Garcia. Yeah. Uh, so... So basically, de- Keaton was in a bunch of shit after this yeah, for a while. Yeah, after this. Besides, well, he has Jackie Brown, and then it's Desperate Measures, and then he has Out of Sight. So he has... Oh, right. Back-to-back yeah. years, he plays the same character. Yeah. In two because Ray Nicolette shows up at, also in Out of Sight. Yeah, yeah, in two very good movies, Yeah, which he's not in yeah, yeah. for Those aren't Michael time. Keaton movies. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, I feel like, especially now when people are talking about him, those two things, that could those two movies get brought up. Yeah. Like talking about... Because those were two of his only good performances around that time. <laughs> because what comes next? Roles, what yeah. comes next in 1998? Christmas classic Jack Frost. Oh yeah, that sunk him. That <laughs> might have been the one that sank the battleship. Yeah, nothing, nothing for two years after Jack yeah. Frost. We're we're saving that for our, our holiday special <laughs> yeah, though, right? The Jack Frost holiday special. Yeah. You know, speaking of Inventing and the Abbots, which I don't know if we're—I mean, we're a ways away, but I don't know uh-huh. if we'll ever get into like Michael Keaton narrative or a narrator role yeah. so we can probably stick with the live action stuff or ones where he actually appears on screen uh-huh. i remember watching inventing the abbots on i think it was called the movie network which was the hbo of canada mm-hmm. when it came on and it, probably 16 years old the <laughs> cast of that movie oh yeah it's a bunch of foxy ladies <laughs> i mean jennifer connelly in her prime Liv tyler's first build Liv tyler and um, then there's i think there's another sister uh, I can't remember. Sh- but it's just like one of those movies you watch when you're a boy and you're 16 years old. You're like, I don't want to watch a 1950s melodrama 
but there's hot actresses <laughs> yeah. in this. So. You know who's also in Inventing the Habits? Who? Throwback to episode three. Joaquin Phoenix. Kathy Baker. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Good career for <laughs> Kathy bring, Baker. Bring it all around back to, back to Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, this, this was definitely in his downward... So especially like ending his leading man yeah, time because yeah, yeah. really after this it was only supporting roles Jack Frost but is he, he he's the voice of a right a snowman <laughs> so I guess if lead lead voice role yeah you got to wonder about the pitch to an actor for Jack oh. Frost it's like all right so you're a reincarnated snowman maybe maybe you didn't pay his taxes it's like true, 1998 need, or actors something. Actors got to work too. <laughs> yeah, you know? I true. think he owns a bunch of property in Montana or something. Keaton? Yeah, the upkeep alone is... Surely. You know. Someone's got to mow that. Clear in the wall. brush. Yeah. Whatever right. one does at a Montana. So kind of a bittersweet moment then, this movie. This movie, Keaton. yeah. Which it the didn't do well. But it's not terrible. Not terrible. Not terrible. He gets to... We see... You know, you get to see a lot of sides of him. You see like kind of our... You know, the fun man at Keaton. Yeah. And then, as you said, like the an actual Keaton. Yeah. And then like an actual down earth. Yeah. Um, believe that he's a good father, but you still know he's blue collar Pittsburgh because he's still <laughs> has his like Mr. Mom uniform of like <laughs> unbuttoned plaid flannel <laughs> shirt with a yeah. t-shirt underneath. Yeah. Uh, which I just really respect because that's, you know, that's 90% of my wardrobe. Uh, which just I'm going to keep doing because of, because of Michael Keaton. Yeah, he's your sartorial <laughs> inspiration. inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but what should we get to that part of the show where we pick yeah, the next movie? That, yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. Um, so, <clears throat> I'm actually looking at Andy Garcia's filmography right now and was kind of confused. Yeah. So, again, for those of you who don't know, and there's <laughs> not that many of you now because this podcast I want to say has been taken off like wildfire. Woo! We're on there. MeetingKeaton.com, folks. <laughs> Dozens of listeners. Our producer tonight, Dalton, help, uh, it's true. helped it's set, true. set it up. A thank big thanks. We brought, we brought him some beer today. Mm-hmm. To, uh, but this is every week when we're done talking about the current week's film, we choose the one we're going to watch right. for, for next week. So. Um, what do you think? What are we in the mood for? Uh, I mean, this was definitely a nice... Uh, Palette cleanser after yeah. clean and sober. Um, it's true. This was a weird back to back to go from a Keaton as a <laughs> down and out coke addict right. to family comedy. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I want to watch a good one. A Should good we watch? one? Yeah. We can what, watch what about, too early for Beetlejuice. Do we want to shoot uh, our Beetlejuice wad so We could. So or would, would you want to do like. Um, like I'm so excited for d- Batman. We'll dream, get there someday. Dream Team? What's Dream Team? That's uh, 89. Yeah. It's Keaton, Christopher Lloyd, Peter Boyle, and Stephen First. It's a good cast. Yeah. What's it about? <laughs> they uh, are mental hospital patients who are left <laughs> unsupervised Uh-oh. in New York City during a field trip gone awry. It's pronounced awry. Awry. That's <laughs> an awry. Yeah. <laughs> you're just thinking of our old intern. <laughs> Shout out Ari if you're <laughs> <No>. listening. <laughs> this the one beer is really getting to me. Um, How, what's yeah, the, I feel like we're not gonna like the. I mean, yeah, I feel like I've seen. I mean, do you want to do? Should we do Batman two? Just go wildly out of. Just do Batman. Oh wait, is that a Christmas movie? Also, we should save that if it is. Yeah, no, it's definitely winter stuff in there. Um, would you? What about? Uh, what about Night Shift or like Johnny Dangerously? What's Johnny Dangerously? Oh, That's Johnny what, Dangerously is great. It's so uh, we'll it's like one. a. 
uh, like with, 1920s gangster. It's with Joe Piscopo, right? Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dick Butkus is in there. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago legend. Yeah, Dick Butkus. He's, uh, yeah, he's like a 19, He's like a good guy who has to become like a gangster, a gangster way back when. What's the? Does it have a Rotten Tomatoes on there? Oh uh, yeah, I want to watch a good one. Let's see. Let's see what everyone's saying. Well, I mean, Night Shift's awesome. Uh, Critical forty-seven percent oh, on the old Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like I really like this movie. Should we do an early '90s one? Uh, yeah, let's we could do Speechless. That sounds kind of fun, even if it's not good. Sure, Gina Davis, Christopher Reeve, yeah, politics. We just had an election. It's good, timely. Midterms just happened. This is a good. I can't point. believe the Republicans thrashed the Dems. <laughs> Are you? I'm a big politico. You're, you're an American citizen now. Yeah, right? I can vote. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Did, I won't ask you. Yes, you this isn't uh, <laughs> Sorry. Afghanistan, Sorry, buddy. We're, we're, still rolling. we're still rolling. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, so should we do Speechless? Yeah, I think we should right. do Speechless. Speechless. Uh, <laughs> I won't tell you what the Rotten Tomatoes rating is on Speechless. <laughs> Too but, high, I no, bet. We're, we're going to do Speechless. <laughs> right. uh, and when we come back uh, on the next uh, <laughs> installment... We'll talk about what that Rotten Tomatoes yeah. Also, is. just before we go, I want to bring up one last <laughs> thing, is that we've been getting a lot of requests for guests Good on Meet and Keaton. Mm-hmm. Uh, people wanted to come on the show and talk about their favorite Meet, uh, Michael Keaton movies. I don't it's, know. It's not that easy. First of all, it's not that easy to hang with the big dogs. <laughs> As somebody spills a beer can. <laughs> yeah. It was empty. Yeah, this is professional podcasting. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, it's just like, well, that just changed the whole dynamic so early. We, yeah, we need to think about it. We'll think about it. But don't be surprised if at some point in the near future we have a guest. Someone won't won't be next time for Speechless, mm-hmm. but some, something to think about. Don't be surprised if things keep taking off and <laughs> Michael Keaton just shows up. <laughs> Pre-Oscar buzz. I bet yeah. that's what he does it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening. Yep, that was Multiplicity, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.